Let's bring in Kristen Shilton from practice. Kristen, welcome. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Jim. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. And, and you know, I, I guess you know the the headline story is Austin Matthews back, and so he's in full practice, is he? No, he wasn't here for a full practice, just uh, for the first half, uh, for about the first 30 minutes or so. The Leafs are still actually on the ice now in that first practice session. But uh, once they started getting into battle drills and uh, there was more contact, he obviously stepped away at that point. But prior to that, it was uh, a lot of shooting, a lot of um, just different uh, speed work drills, and uh, he was a full participant in all of that. So the more individualized uh, drills and just sort of working on the, the skill portion of practice, he was uh, able to get out there, and that's the first time that we've seen him with the team, obviously since uh, training camp started and since he had that wrist surgery uh, in mid-August. So I guess it's a sort of wait and see along the way, but I guess the, the timeline would have him playing maybe just the last preseason game. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it really depends. I mean, if he hasn't been cleared for contact yet, and we don't know uh, whether he has or hasn't, um, hopefully we'll be able to get an update here soon. But um, it, it really just depends on that and how comfortable he is with, you know, going into the corners and potentially, you know, being targeted by other players or, uh, you know, the getting back to game speed um, after a, an injury and a, a surgery like that. That can just, it's really about a player's preference and just how comfortable they're feeling. Uh, in those instances. So we'll have to see uh, where he's at in terms of um, those things. But if uh, there was a game that he was going to get into, I wouldn't think it would be until the end of the preseason schedule since this today is just a, a very, I would think, preliminary step into getting him first into a full practice once he's cleared for contact, and then he's got to get his conditioning back, which he could potentially use uh, a last preseason game for. So two full games, obviously two full different rosters for, for both the Leafs and the Habs. What sticks to the wall after two games for you? Well, it's so hard to say because there's just so much that uh, is, is going to be different with this team when they play on October 13th compared to what we've seen so far. I mean, you're seeing different line combinations. You're seeing different defense pairings. We see different line combinations today at practice, just some adjustments uh, there. So for me, I think what's what's sticking out is I've liked, I think, the, you know, for lack of a better word, their compete in these games. I, I think that at 5-on-5 five five, last night was a bit crazy with all the penalties. But at 5-on-5, five five, I, I think that they've played pretty consistently and that everyone's, you know, it seems pretty engaged. It doesn't necessarily feel like anyone's really lagging. And there's a really good buy-in, I think, to this uh, the, the process so far. So I think that that's kind of what's sticking out for me, not really any individual players so much as just uh, collectively, it feels like what Keith is telling them on the ice, they're finding ways to actually translate that into these games. And uh, so far, I think it's, um, you know, at five on five, it, it looks pretty solid to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I would add, you know, when you're looking at players like Bunting, uh, Richie, and, and Kasha, you can see what they bring to the table. The question is, you know, what is the fit? And you're not going to know that until until you see it develop sort of in front of your eyes in game situations that mean something. Uh, but clearly they, they have something to bring to the table. And my only other concern would be, you know, knowing the pace that the Leafs play at, could they could they fit into that pace? What What do you think about that? Well, as you say, it, it would be hard to even um, theorize on that because we, we haven't really seen them in, in those uh, those larger game action situations. But if I had to, to guess, I think that Bunting would probably 
be fine. I think that, you know, guys like Hosang would be fine, but it's the Kasha's, the uh, comps for me. I mean, skill set wise, I think it definitely works. They can find their spot here, but you do have to play at a certain pace. You have to be able to, to keep up with how quickly the Leafs want to be transitioning, getting plays off the rush. They, they like those, um, you know, they, they like those quick, quick skaters. And, and I think we've seen some good things in the preseason from those types of players, but uh, the blue and white scrimmage on Friday might be a good example of just seeing them in action against each other and seeing how they do and how they keep up. And that's kind of what I'm eyeing is, is I think there's definitely a fit there for those players, um, but maybe they end up in, in more bottom six roles where they're uh, playing a defensive game as well as an offensive one. Yeah, I mean, you have to sort of remember on a breakout how fast they get down the ice and how quick that puck moves when they when they gain the zone, and there's really no way to gauge that, and I think you, you covered that. But, but, I mean, obviously they, they do have the skill level, and, and the hope is that, that they find a way. Now, we don't talk much about the blue line. Should we? Should we be concerned about anything there, or is it okay? You know, I, I don't know that the, the blue line is especially of concern right now because they didn't really bring anyone else into the mix, right? They're going to be relying on those young players and uh, the Rasmus Sandin, Timothy Lilligren. Um, they're playing now with guys like Jake Muzzin and, and uh, Morgan, Morgan Riley and Travis German, uh, or have been a, a solid pairing or they, they had a bit of a, a rougher outing last night, but I thought in practice they've, they've looked pretty good. So there's, I don't know that the blue line has been much of a topic of conversation because they kind of have who they have, right? There's not really a lot of wiggle room there to um, debate and discuss who makes the team and who doesn't. They they know who they're counting on, and we can see who they're counting on. So that's uh, a, a bit less of a, a concern probably just in terms of, of numbers and, and how it will all fit together. You know, one of the things, we always talk about the, the new people and, and sort of different configurations but clearly, you know, those top four forwards are all going to be different. Mitch Marner's already spoke about adding to his game and, and doing some work. Uh, Nylander is much more mature, and you would expect that to continue on. Uh, JT with, with probably a continued uh, commitment to more defense. And Austin Matthews uh, obviously wants to do more. It's hard to quantify exactly what that means, but the expectation actually sort of goes up, doesn't it? Well, I think it has to. I think that's the, the general feel every season is that you should be working to be better than previously. Obviously, this team hasn't gotten where they want to go, and uh, the only way they're going to get there is, is with the players they have. They don't have the luxury of, of more money coming in to pay anybody else. So it's got to be growth from within, the internal drive of these guys to be better in whatever areas they need to be in order for the Leafs to actually, you know, be the kind of team that they have talked about to just, like, manifest this goal of, of being a really tough team to play against. And uh, I think these their commitment, obviously, to the development of their players is commendable, but at the same time, it's it's what they have. They don't really have any other option uh, but that. So uh, we're, we'll be uh, definitely watching those players as they go along and then just seeing how you know, do the new guys push out some of the players that have been here for longer? Does Keith go with a true shutdown line for that third line, which he's been looking at for a long time? Is there someone like Akash or Akamp who fits in that role? Um, these are still the questions that we're looking at, but, you know, the Marners, the Matthews, the Nylanders, you know what they're capable of, and you know they're capable of more even, and they have to be because they're going to be the driving force. But the complementary pieces, there's still a lot to figure out there. 
what was your take on the goaltending last night? I mean, uh, clearly it, it's it's a very small and, and I want to say an accurate sample size. I, I think we're all comfortable with Jack Campbell, and, and we saw what Peter Morazic can bring to the table. It was in, interesting to watch, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it, it's the it's pre it's their first preseason game. It's it's Morazic's first game as a Leaf. It's uh, you know I think for goalies especially there's. You get a lot of reps in practice, sure, but you're not really facing. You're facing the same shooter. You haven't seen anybody different yet. And there's uh, certainly for Campbell. I think they hung him out to dry. It's hard to. It's hard to assess his game because of of all the penalties, and uh, that was not a a great first half. I thought for the Leafs in that sense. So with I think with that, I, I, it's Jack Campbell's job to lose. I would think the starting role that he's earned it with how he played last year, and then. Um, you know, Morazic obviously is coming in to compliment him and push him and make keep him honest, so to speak. Uh, and I think he's done a, a solid job of that in camp. And I thought that Morazic actually played well. I thought he made some good saves, and Campbell did too. So it, it's going to be a, a, a bit of a horse race here just to see how these players are going to figure this out. And if there is a, a true number one or if it is 1A, 1B, I guess that uh, that will be up to Sheldon Keefe and the players to decide based on uh, how they play. But I thought last night it's it's just so tough when you have that many penalties to really assess uh, a goaltender even because you're just you end up in those those situations where you're you're just at a deficit the whole way through. So uh, I think uh, there were there were enough good saves there though that if you're Sheldon Keefe, you're feeling pretty comfortable right now with the tandem that you have. So I mean, really, the way they're calling penalties uh, obviously opens the door for more power play opportunities for the Leafs when we get there, uh, and obviously not the full complement. But in terms of how they're moving things around, what, what do you what have you noticed over the last two the first two games of the preseason? Uh, moving things around on for special teams. On th- or, yeah, in, in terms of the power play, the setup. Oh, the power play. Yeah, I mean, I, we we uh, talked to Mitch Marner yesterday about moving from the flank into the bumper spot in the middle, uh, and I thought, you know, he he seemed fine there yesterday. Again, it's um it's it's tough with the the fact that you just don't know. It, it's not going to be that configuration, right? Like Matthews is there, Nylander's not there, Tavares is there. Um, they're not all playing together the way that they will be uh, in a, in a real game. But I I do think that the um, commitment by um, Spencer Carberry, who's taken over the power play to try different things and. Uh, and all that, I, I do think that it's commendable on his part just to be creative and then to see what he can make out of, um, you know, out of some of these different players and who maybe didn't have great success on the power play last year. But at least they're trying, you know, they're they're trying new things. And um, I think there's a real buy-in from the players as well to be open to those things and to be open to moving to new positions and, um, you know, maybe trying out a, a, a different, um, you know, these these different configurations and see if that doesn't, create uh, something new so it, it really starts you know these first two games it's um you know in more than just assessment i think it's it's more impressive just the way that uh, you know players are really as you can see at practice like they're really putting you know they're all into um really committing to a new role or a new position or a new coach or whatever a new voice you can just see that maybe in even more than in years past just a, a willingness to try new things and um I think you can see that on the ice as well, that we didn't get to see a lot of power play chances in the first game. And last night, the four-minute power play didn't uh, get them the results that they wanted. But at least they're they're working on, uh, you know, changing things up and trying something different. And we have certainly critiqued in the past the Leafs' inability to do that. So now they're obviously uh, committed to um, 
being, you know, maybe just a little bit more uh, diverse in how they handle things.